you for listening to the Bully Pew podcast brought to you by Protestia.com and all of our intrepid and wonderful patron supporters who for only $5.95 a month, starting at $5.95 a month, they support the ongoing ministerial work of polemics and discernment at Protestia.com, including this program. Special shout out to them and thank them for um, what is... Always with this podcast, a 100% freeloader portion, all freeloader, always out in the open. And um, yeah, it's this is me uh, driving around right now through Metro Denver on the way to where I'm going and talking with you about, well, more off the cuff kind of stuff. I don't have a computer in front of me, no research in front of me, nothing like that. It's basically David of Protestia driving around ranting about whatever has been going on in the polemics and discernment world or whatever uh, has been uh, on my heart or that I wanted to talk about with y'all. And for this episode of the Bully Pew Podcast, I wanted to add a little bit of additional context to the recent interview published at Protestia of Jordan and Mandy Hall, J.D. Hall, the former um, uh, head honcho at Pulpit and Pen and Protestia, the founder of the the website and and the work uh, being done here, and uh, you know just sort of catch up with them with what was going on, what is going on in their new life, what's going on with them in the past uh, year and a half since they basically sort of he basically sort of uh, you know, disappeared. Um, and I had a lot of as as many of you know a lot of folks reaching out, how's he doing? And you know I not not in regular communication of course with them as trying to give them their space to do what they need to do um yeah the 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 motivation for doing that interview was you know i had been i had been pushing them a little bit basically saying hey there are a lot of folks out here that are praying for you concerned you know about you they they they'd like to know you're okay they'd like to hear from you um what do you think can we can we you know can we do something to help out all these folks that have, that have supported you for so long. Um, and now, you know, they feel like in, in, you know, with good reason, but they feel like, um, that you've just gone away. You know, this, you, you've sort of abandoned them and really under circumstances that the circumstances, they don't really understand enough about what's happened to know why. And so that was, that was the motivation behind doing the interview. And, um, predictably, because there are still some legal wranglings going on, as some of you are aware of, uh, back in back in last year, uh, there were folks at the church that uh, had reported to police or or whatnot that you know, that um, accusations of of things that he supposedly did, um, including you know like abuse accusations and embezzlement accusations and all of this was you know very public and and you know members of the church had run to the press with this information and run to other um yeah i mean people on the internet that hate our guts they they ran to those people with this information uh which i thought was you know not the best way to do it obviously uh but then all of that kind of went quiet and um at this point there i as far as i understand and i might be i might be wrong about this but as far as i understand there's still legal processes going on pursuant to the accusations of embezzlement that are still active at this point 
and so I know I knew that we're gonna be there was gonna be some pushback and just do in doing this interview for um, for supporters of Protestia, supporters of JD Hall and his family. Um, there was going to be some pushback from folks basically saying, hey, you know, you, this is a propaganda piece or you're just trying to make him look good because of all this bad stuff he did. Or, And, you know, that wasn't my motivation. I think you'll, no, you'll notice that if you if you watch the interview, I have a lot of questions that this this saga or what has happened, you know, they're important questions that need to need to be really prayerfully thought about and digested and understood I and I put those questions at the, the beginning of of the interview obviously I edited the interview to be you know kind of what I thought were there was a lot of you know we talked for a long time so there was a lot of stuff that I didn't think was particularly relevant um, to and, and I you know I don't want to waste people's time so I, I, I cut up the interview I added mute we're not going to talk about the music I added because some people complained about that <laughs> you know it's, it's um, you know, can't please everybody. I thought that it added something to it. Some other people did as well, but then of course there were some people that found it distracting. And so, you know, it, it, in retrospect, it, the audio ducking was probably a little aggressive, um, on, on, on the video and, and combine that with how people's sound systems sometimes also have, um, dynamic compression and leveling built in. And you, you end up with a, a combination that, that, could be distracting for some people. So I did, I did post a version of the interview with no background music. So if you're super distracted by it, go to Protestia's YouTube and watch the no music version. Um, if you really are, are bothered by it, but, um, yes, that, that was the reasoning behind doing the, doing the interview. Um, I know they said, they said some things in the interview that, that, you know, clearly are, are, are stuff that they felt or feelings that they had with how, how things went down. And, um, you know, I, I don't know one way or the other the validity of any of that. So, you know, I don't take responsibility for, 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 I just had, sorry. So I had, I just had a lady on the road kind of like, like get on my case for not, not letting her in, even though I did let her in, you know, she, at least she didn't flip me the bird. That was nice. She just sort of, you know, threw her hands up in disgust with me. <laughs> so, oh, well, um, anyway, so yeah, that you'll you'll notice if you watch that interview, I wasn't I wasn't taking sides on these things. I wasn't going to say, um, oh yeah, that's valid, that's invalid. That's you know that's their their feelings and their um, their their perspective on what happened, and and they have every right to to say what it was. And yet, of course, we faced accusations and are still facing accusations. I guess from folks that are either uh, with fellowship Baptist church or connected to it or former members or things that, you know, that were whitewashing things or it's a propaganda piece or why didn't you get all sides and, and these kind of things. And, um, I think that, that that's worth discussing because it seems like no matter how long, how long we all sort of exist on social media or in online spaces, there's still this pervasive misunderstanding of how all of this works. So, I mean, I think it's worth discussing. Um, yeah, we, we had folks that said, Hey, your credibility is, is based off of you getting all sides of the issue that you're talking about. And, um, yeah, if I was doing, if I was doing some sort of a journalism piece that was, was making, 
factual claims about things, then yes, absolutely, I would need to go um, assert those facts by doing the investigation and figuring it out. But that's not what this was. This is just you know two two folks that people haven't heard from in a long time wanting to um, wanting to reach out to people that have been praying for them and care about them and, and wonder how they're doing. And it's a this is a free country, so that's what I told some of the folks that have been pushing back and, and accusing me of of things for for even. Um, participating or publishing the interview, accusing me of, of, you know, not being, not doing the right thing or being a propagandist or something. And I'm telling them like, I, I'm not taking a position on this stuff. That's not, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not involved in that process. This is no different than the, this is no different than what my stance was back last year when we, we took the, the church's lead, not being in Montana and not knowing what was going on. You know, that, that, I mean, our, our position hasn't changed on that merely because uh, we talked to friends of ours online. Uh, the Hall family could have just as easily uh, published their own video to, to say what they wanted to say if they wanted to. And, and guess what? I mean, there's something magic about living in the United States of America. It's a free country. You have equal access to the Internet. What you don't have equal access to are uh, the, the, the platforms of other people. Um, so, I mean, if you want to offer a contrary view or you want to, you want to, you know, disagree with what you heard or offer contrary opinions, you're free to do that. You're free to do that, but you, you don't get to make claims about, uh, how other people should, uh, use, use, uh, um, their websites or their podcasts or their, their YouTube channels or whatever, uh, to air your views. It's a free country, air them yourself. Um, I, I, this isn't PBS. I don't, I don't have, I don't have some sort of an obligation to give equal weight or equal time to all views on a subject. And again, quite frankly, I didn't, I haven't taken a position on the subject other than, um, some overall guiding principles that I, th- I think need to be, um, weighed and applied in a situation like this. I mean, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about a situation where um, J.D. Hall himself has agreed, fully agreed with the church that he has been become disqualified from pastoral ministry, from vocational ministry, and in accordance with that belief, in accordance with his the principles that he's always held, he stepped out of uh, vocational ministry. He's not trying to get back in. And he, I mean, he's working in a normal job, being a normal Christian pew sitter like the rest of us, and ministering to his family, you know, his wife and his kids. Like, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't understand what more you want from him. Um, and and yet there seem to be some some uh, folks, both you know, folks with uh, relationships with the church, either still members there or former members or other folks on the internet that like that's not good enough for them. That's not good enough. They they want. They want a scalp. They they want vengeance, and I just I I don't understand that. You have you have folks in this conversation that are that are basically trying to. I mean, they're looking at what I, I mean. I have no reason to no evidence whatsoever, and neither does anybody else that Mandy and 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 Jordan Hall are not entirely authentic with what they're saying about their own family and their own relationship and how much better things are now that um, Xanax is in the past. Um, I, I mean, there's no evidence to disbelieve what they are saying. 
and yet there are people out there that are saying, no, you can't believe, you can't believe that Mandy's actually happy to have Jordan back home. You can't believe that she's actually, that this is a better place. You can't believe that she actually felt hurt by the church. We didn't actually hurt her. She just, you know, that's invalid. Um, I have no evidence to disbelieve her. And yet I have people on online who were um, basically insisting that I, that I take her as a liar. So it's, it's like, believe, believe all women. If, so if a woman says I was abused, I'm in danger, um, then you're supposed to believe her. And if a woman says I, I wasn't abused, I'm not in danger. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be, um, standing by my husband and we're doing well. Well, I'm supposed to disbelieve that too, because after all, if somebody's, if somebody's abused, often they just lie about it. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's this, this subjective Kafka trap of, um, of believing women when it fits your narrative and disbelieving them when it doesn't fit your narrative. And that's, that's sad. That's sad. But frankly, quite frankly, I don't understand why people are trying to push that. Like what happened happened. And, and, and there was sin. Um, he sinned, he admitted it. Uh, he confessed, um, um, multiple times, even in the interview video and now trying to, uh, you know, repent and and most importantly be reconciled uh, with his family and move forward as a Christian marriage like part of me is thinking like like how dare anybody try to jump in the middle of that how dare somebody decide that well because because we're embarrassed or because we we feel like uh, you know he didn't get his comeuppance or whatever for what he did uh, what he did or didn't do back last year we're going to uh, try to uh, shame him and get the secular government, the civil magistrate in the middle of his marriage, in the middle of their family and see if we can break up what God has, has brought together. I'm offended by this. This is not biblical. This is not Christian behavior to say, to, to, to come right in and think that you are, um, in a, in a position to enforce repentance on behalf of Mandy Hall. That's none of your business. It's none of your business when you have a Christian couple who is is moving on. And yes, I know that there are other there are other legal things that need to be worked out and other things that need to be investigated and determined and whatnot. But one of those things is not um, whatever happened between Jordan and Mandy Hall in their home. If she has forgiven him, and I think she has, if she is moving on, if she is reconciled with her husband and they are um, attempting to move forward in their life as a Christian couple, leave them alone. Leave them alone. It's not, it's not your job. If you, you know, I don't care how, it doesn't matter um, what you think should have happened back then. Um, by the grace of God, um, things, things got, um, things didn't get worse. He's kicked the Xanax, leave him alone. I just don't get it. And, and it's not, I mean, we, we see biblical principles of not taking what is between the brethren out, um, amongst unbelievers. And that's like, I got, I got folks in social media who are either currently involved in the church or used to be. And, th- and this is what they're calling for. They're saying, hey, take this Christian couple here that by, by any stretch of the imagination, all evidence we have is that they're, they're reconciled with one another. They're living their life with their kids, uh, trying to just you know keep their head down and be faithful pew sitters like the rest of us. And that's not good enough for us. 
We're, 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 you know, he didn't get the punishment we think he deserves. He deserves more punishment than what he got. And so we're going to go to the secular civil magistrate. We're going to go to unbelievers and try to get them in between this Christian marriage. Maybe we can get them broken up. Maybe we can get them thrown in jail so that Mandy doesn't have a husband. That's what you people are doing. And it's offensive. It's biblically offensive and horrifying, and you need to repent and ask God for forgiveness for this hardened attitude that you are displaying here. It's horrifying. What some of you people are are calling for on social media is horrifying. I, you know, I, I don't care if you think he didn't get the punishment you think he deserves. Guess what? You didn't get the punishment that you deserve. Neither did I. Neither did I. I, I mean, is that the judicial standard we're going by as Christians now at this point, people? Is that the standard we're going to try to apply? Is it, well, we know he was supposed to get different punishment and that didn't happen, so we're going to keep pushing it. You realize that if, if any of us got what we actually deserved, we would all be going to hell. Every one of us. And so rather than, rather than emulate, as the Bible instructs, rather than emulate the forgiveness of, of Christ, rather than emulate that, rather than, uh, you know, not, as first, first Corinthians, uh, uh, six talks about, um, why not rather be wronged? No, no, no. You're going to, you're going to go, I'm, I'm sorry. Rather not be wronged is not in first Corinthians six, but, uh, actually it might be, it might be now that I'm thinking about it. Apologies. I'm driving the car, so I don't have, you know, I'm not holding the Bible in one hand and a microphone in the other hand. Um, but you know, the biblical principle that I'm talking about here. This is a lawsuit among believers kind of principle and reconciliation repentance has taken place between this married couple and that's not good enough for you. That's not good enough for you. You you instead are going to take the justice and the the claim to uh, forgiveness and reconciliation that belongs to Mandy Hall and you're going to take it for yourself because you're embarrassed because it hurt. I know I know it was embarrassing. I know it hurt. I know that. But this is not how Christians are to behave, to continually seek vengeance. Nobody's trying to badmouth the church here. Nobody's trying to badmouth the church. You know, we, we say all the time and we believe it fully that any work that's done at Protestia is for the church. But that is, it's not, it's, it doesn't mean that when we see a church doing something that, that shouldn't be done or Christians doing something that shouldn't be done, that we, we don't call it out. So I'm calling right now for you to repent of this vengeful attitude that I've seen from, and you, you know who you are. You're listening to this podcast. You know who you are. I'm not going to call you out by name. The point is not to get people on your case. The, the, the point is that you examine your hearts and, and, and figure out why you are so intent on um, continuing to punish this man who has done what any pastor should do if they fall into a disqualifying sin and step out of vocational ministry. He's done exactly what he always said should be done, consistently with what he always said should be done. And it's, you know, what you're pushing for now, it, it's, it's just vengeance. It's just vengeance. You're not, you're not advocating for God's justice by getting, getting in between a Christian marriage. You're, 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 you're just seeking, you're seeking vengeance for your own sake. And that doesn't need to be done. The right thing to do moving forward is for, for the, the, uh, the Hall family to, um, 
to to move forward in their new life and for the church to move forward um you know seeking to be obedient to the lord and doing church ministry without them that's that's what needs to happen now and it's just you know it it yeah it, it grieves my heart to see believers who are taking this kind of position um all of us are hurt by one another that's 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 part of being human it's part of sojourning together it's part of the 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 messy and difficult process of living in a broken world and um and being sanctified progressively sanctified within that broken world i mean i can't count i I, i've lost track of the number of times that that there's been uh sin you know against me or hurt by by brothers and sisters in christ and it's really hard sometimes to not want to um not want to react uh not want to um you know, exact vengeance on them or, or get back at them for the hurt that they've done. But that's not what we do. We're Christians. That's not what we do. And you're looking at a situation again, I'll repeat myself because I think it's necessary. You're looking at a situation where by all measures, by everything that I've seen, by every, every conversation that I've had, uh, every bit of evidence available to me, a Christian couple you know, two sinners, two imperfect people and their kids, um, trying to be obedient, trying to make it work, trying to be faithful, um, amidst what, what has happened and what, what the, the, the sin they've committed, the sin others have committed, just the, the, the unfortunate result of all this that honestly in God's sovereignty is exactly what was intended. We may not know the reason for it right now. We may not ever know the reason fully, but it's clearly within God's sovereignty that all of this happened. And now you have a Christian couple trying to, um, trying to, you know, make it work and move forward. And, and honestly, I mean, he, he said this in the interview that that's, I, hopefully that can be a big part of this is reminding people that, um, Christians that they have ministry to do as regular, regular husbands and wives and, and, and parents uh, and family members, um, there's ministry to be done. Uh, God uses all of us in the place he has put us. And, and that, you know, like, 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 uh, JD said, he wants to practice what he preached. You know, I, I, what's wrong with that? Why, why is that something that, um, should not be, um, should not be advanced, should not be, uh, uh, promoted. I mean, you know, it, it seems like you're saying, well, that shouldn't be promoted because it's this guy and we know he's a bad guy. We know he's, he's terrible. He did this, he did that, you know, and uh, you know, I need to remind you, we all did this and did that. You're not better than he is. We're all sinners. I'm not better than he is. You're not better than he is. I'm not better than you are. We're all sinners in desperate need of a savior. And by the grace of God, he, we've been redeemed. Christ's righteousness has been imputed to us. God considers us righteous, even though we're very clearly not of our own accord righteous. We're not because of our own works righteous, no ability to earn it. And I, I it, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me. You know, it, it doesn't matter before the Lord, which sins you've committed. Oh, you've committed the, 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 the bad ones. Oh, you know, JD Hall's committed the bad ones, but you somehow haven't done that. 
there's just there's no humility in this in in what I'm seeing here and it's just it's 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 unfortunate it's it's not Christian behavior and the accusations that 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 you know that I've kind of been been thrown in my face over the last uh, you know few days over doing this interview I mean I I had accusations thrown at me before the interview ever aired like you shouldn't you shouldn't give this guy a, a platform it's like um dude it's the internet if he wants to say something he he can say something he doesn't need me the reason that it, the reason that I did the interview and I published it are because it was in response to supporters of this ministry that wanted to hear from the founder of this ministry they felt like disappeared off the face of the earth there's nothing wrong with that even even if you think that he's still like a bad guy and and he hasn't repented and it's all a big a big lie and this and that you have no evidence for that and no call to for to to ask me to somehow censor him i wanted to have the conversation with my friend i wanted to um facilitate that for the sake of those that have been praying for him and his family and quite frankly those that have been praying for the church um there, there is absolutely no motivation nor desire from myself or anybody else to see harm come to the church. But that doesn't that that's not the same thing as saying that whatever the whatever church members are doing or saying or pushing is automatically righteous, is automatically okay. Those are two different things. And so that's the that's the yeah that's that that's my feelings about I guess about what um, yeah the feedback that I've got over over doing this interview. Um, some of you know, some of you know that, uh, you know, from last year and some of the, the, the news things that there was accusations of, of embezzlement. Um, it's my understanding that there, that, that there either he has been charged or, I mean, there's a, there's a legal process going on with that right, right now. I, I don't pretend to know the particulars of, um, you know, that what is valid or, 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 or isn't valid. Um, I would just say that my experience and what I, what I knew from, um, you know, seeing some of the inner workings, um, never, never in a million years would, uh, you know, would I have, would I have assumed or ever thought that, uh, that JD Hall would ever, would ever steal money. I saw no evidence of that. Um, it seems like some of the confusion might be in terms of uh, where the authority was in the church to spend money and, and, and how their budget was structured and their processes were structured. It seems like that's part of it. And so, I mean, my prayer, and I hope that your prayer also would be that that gets worked out um, and, and figured out and that the truth comes to light on all of those issues uh, in a way that is is uh, as... Um, painless as possible. It's going to be painful. I mean, anytime, anytime you're, you know, that you have church members basically uh, involved in secular court, you know, like criminal proceedings or whatever we're looking at here, is there's bound to be pain and difficulty. But as much as as much as we can pray that that will um, that 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 will be as painless as it can possibly be, that would be a good thing. Nobody wants to see harm come to any anybody involved in this. Um, you know, I know, you know, those of you know, who have been following Protestia Pulpit and Pen for a long time know very clearly that the work being done here was as a ministry of Fellowship Baptist Church in Sydney, Montana. On the website, 
Um, the disqualification uh, post that I wrote back last year very clearly said that Protestia will now cease to be a ministry of Fellowship Baptist Church um, because it was before. Um, that, that was the understanding that we were all uh, working and volunteering under. Um, I know, I know with, with some of uh, JD's uh, political involvement and things like that, um, you know, there might be some confusion about where the line was between ministry and political appearances. I know the political appearances that he did that I was involved in, um, that I helped with, uh, were very clearly characterized as, um, yeah, politics is important and it's important that we do this work, but nothing is going to, um, nothing is going to, is going to be solved um, long-term outside of spiritual revival, outside of uh, salvation in Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, J.D. would share the gospel uh, without fail at every political appearance um, that I was either involved in or saw the videos of. Um, you know, he would make that very clear. Um, there, were, there were folks I know, I, I know for a fact there were folks saved at these political appearances, which is, of course, a blessing and, and you know, a, a wonderful thing. And, and something that we hope for, because again, I mean, it, it, you know, salvation in Jesus Christ is more important than politics and our belief in Jesus and our, our, um, our commitment, uh, commitments as Christians are what inform our political views. They're related, but one is certainly subject to the other. So, um, I don't know, you know, for those of you listening and curious about this, um, hopefully you didn't get your hopes up about, the return of J.D. Hall to online ministry. I don't see that in the future. Um, I don't, you know, no, nobody has uh, given me any indication that that's something that is going to happen, could happen, or whatever. Um, and so, so hopefully the interview, you know, when you saw, you saw uh, J.D. and Mandy on the screen, that you, you didn't get your hopes up thinking, oh, he's back. He's not back. Um, not in terms of this ministry, but he is... Uh, Thanks be to God, serving his family and, um, you know, a member of a local church and they're being ministered to there. And, you know, he's, he, he's become a lowly pew sitter with the rest of us. And, um, that's that, I think that that's a, that's a blessing from, from God. And yet the ministry here at Protestia continues, um, and you're stuck with, you're stuck with David instead of JD, but I don't, you know, I don't want to tell you about that. You know, <laughs> that is what it is. Um, anyway, thank you for listening to the Bully Pew podcast. Hopefully, this has been helpful and enlightening a little bit about exactly what my thought process and our thought process was um, going into that interview. Uh, reach out if you have questions. Uh, of course, we always answer them in the order in which they are received except of course all patron questions left in patreon as a comment or message go straight to the top because uh, you know unfortunately everybody's only got 24 hours in the day and i only have enough time to respond to uh you know a certain number of of things coming this way and um patrons get you know sorry to say it they get special access so <laughs> it's it's um, and, and by the way, they do get to drive the content of Protestia tonight most of the time. So most of the time we do a, a freeloader portion for Protestia tonight, followed by a, what I call a PTVIP, Protestia tonight VIP, where we answer sincere questions that are put into, uh, Patreon. 
Um, and, and those questions can be received anytime. So, you know, whether you're leaving a comment or send, send a message if you don't want other patrons to see what question you asked, uh, that's fine. They will all be um, answered in the PTVIP. And so it's a way of driving the content of the program. If there's something that you see out there that's on your mind, um, something that seems unclear or you don't think we've weighed in on it or you'd like more discussion, that's the place to get that done. The Bully Pew podcast that you're listening to now is the place where you go to just hear me drive around and rant about whatever's on uh, you know, my heart or my mind at the time. And I appreciate you for appreciate you sticking with me till the end. Um, go to protestia.com, of course, for all the latest in Christian polemics and discernment news. We'll see you again next time. As always, Semper Reformanda.